Talking Heads on Triple M. Good times, greatest hits. Triple M's Rush Hour with Liesl Jones, Liam and Dobbo. And I bumped into this man last Thursday night at the Dolphins Awards night. And, quote, I will be the last one standing. Those were his words to me. I was asking him if he was shaping up for a good night, and he said, I will be the last one standing. So I want to find out if he was true to his word. And now on Triple M's Rush Hour, the King Speaks. All Class have 1.7 tonne Kubota excavators ready for immediate delivery. Visit allclass.com.au. All Class, building Queensland Kubota for 30 years. Wally Lewis, were you the last man standing at the Dolphins Awards night? Yes, in fact, I was. I was very well behaved and had a, had a good time there. I was in the company of, uh, of Dobbo. I saw him. Uh, he seemed to be enjoying himself over the course of the evening. I had to get a cab home, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> well, I think you had to get a cab home, Dobbo, but it was the fault of those shoes. They had the uneven soles on them, that's exactly leaning right. towards one side of the room, which uh, <laughs> had you uh, um, a little bit of a sway when you were walking. It was along. on a cruise ship, Wally. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, Friday night was pretty special. Um, what impressed you the most from Brisbane's win? Oh, unbelievable performance. Dobbo, I'd go as far as to say... That's the best that they've had in close to five years. It was fantastic, the display that the, that the boys showed. Um, so often uh, throughout the course of the last few years, we've seen Melbourne Storm go into a, a match and you could just see it uh, written all over the faces of the Broncos, the uncertainty, a lack of confidence. But in this game, they blew the storm off the paddock. A wonderful performance. I thought they were uh, exceptionally led by Adam Reynolds, who came up with a play that uh, you'll see very few people uh, have the ability to do. That dropout from under the goalpost where he spotted there was a little bit of open spaces and put it within about three or four metres of the of the sideline. That took courage uh, and character and it certainly um, really inspired his, his players and from there, there was no beating the Broncos. Wally, we spoke earlier in the show about how we did this curse ceremony and we lifted the curse, but how much does that play in the Broncos' minds before the game and how hard that is to overcome a very long history, 14 years when you haven't beaten the Storm, to go even further to make them goalless. They scored zero. How impressive is that? Yeah, there's not too many uh, teams that have uh, kept Melbourne Storm to zero. Um, To be honest, Melbourne aren't quite the side that they've been in previous years, but they've still experienced some very impressive displays this year and at the end of last year as well. So they would have taken a fair bit of character and uh, and confidence into the game with them, Um, but they just weren't allowed to to display any of that. And the way that the Broncos uh, got around Cameron Munster and Jerome Hughes, the Melbourne halves, um, they denied them every opportunity they had. They had an intent uh, to go ahead with their uh, attacking plays that have been so successful throughout the course of the season, and they completely blocked out Harry Grant. He was basically not seen, and this is a young kid, the young hooker from uh, from Storm, that yeah. I regard as as good a footballer as I've ever seen as a, as a young man. He didn't get a chance to be able to uh, to attack, and uh, it was a brilliant performance from Brisbane. Craig Bellamy said that it was like seventeen players that had just been put together for the first time. Oh. Um, mm. um, that's to quote how- uh, Munster in the post game press game, yeah. uh, post game interview, they played like dog shit. Those yeah. were his words really? on live television. Yeah, he mm. said that. Um, they they were just they really didn't defensively. Brisbane have got a steal that I haven't seen them all, and and it wasn't just holding. Um, Melbourne to nil, as Liesl just said. But, mate, the treatment that at halftime, Craig Bellamy told me at halftime, he said, mate, our blokes were that belted. They'd never oh. seen – they'd just never seen that from Brisbane in a long time, that aggression. Um, can they go all the way, Wall? 
now you've seen that performance, can they beat Penrith? Well, I still say Penrith are the ones that knock over Dobbo. It's uh, it's going to be a massive challenge to get over the top of them. But uh, the confidence that they would have taken out of last week's performance uh, really will boost their uh, their chances. And, and you and I have seen what they've uh, they've been able to uh, to produce every training session. When you, we make the comparison, what they were like uh, for the very first game and what they're like, uh, what they were like for the first game of uh, of the final series, really does indicate that this is a completely different team, and uh, it certainly will be one that uh, that uh, certainly their opponents won't be expecting uh, that much of an increase. It's going to be uh, quite an extraordinary finals campaign take place. Yeah, well, still plenty to run. They've obviously got the week off this weekend, having earned that home prelim. Uh, Wally Lewis, you get the week off as well. Uh, All thanks to All Class. They've got 1.7 tonne Kubota excavators ready for immediate delivery. Visit allclass.com.au. All Class, building Queensland with Kubota for 30 years. While we always appreciate chatting with you, especially at the pointy end of the season like we're at at the moment. Enjoy the week off, and we'll talk Broncos with you next week. Go the roll, guys. Triple M's rush out with Lisa Jones, Liam, and Delbo. And we all love a good book, don't we? I am the biggest book nerd you've ever seen. I love books. I, fo- I follow Book Talk on TikTok. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's intense. <laughs> I'm that level. That's intense. Okay. Yeah. I'm glad I brought it up. Yeah. <laughs> well, there is a brand new book out. And I'll be honest, I'm surprised by the timing of it. I thought this one would be out in time for Father's Day. I thought this would be one that dads around the country would line up for. But it's out now, and I think it might have been a smart decision because I think we're, we're set for a bestseller here, Dobbo. The book is called The Wolf You Feed, and it is about a man who I can't believe has said yes to having a book written about him, Wayne Bennett. <laughs> well, I mean, the, the thing about this is that they either write it without Wayne's consent mm. because he's such an intriguing personality and such a fascinating story, or he agreed to it, which, and then he got the right person to write it now. Well, Andrew Webster, the author of this book, joins us uh, on the show. How are you, Webby? I'm good, thanks. Thanks for having me, guys. Uh, mate, fascinating. And look, I, I've only read snippets so far, but. The subject, which is Wayne Bennett, it has got just layers upon layers. You've written books before. How difficult was this one to firstly research and properly research and then also write? I wouldn't say it was difficult. It was, as Dobbo, it was probably just long. It's a long process because he's such a, one, he's just had such a long career, 50 years as, just as a coach. He's got such an intriguing backstory. Uh, and he's a complex guy, as you as you guys know. Um, the whole reason why I did it is because, as you said, I've written a few books. The last one was uh, a ghost-written book on Cameron Smith. And while I loved that process, I wasn't in control. I'm, I'm ghostwriting Cameron's words. And I, I just thought Wayne, who has written three books uh, of his own in the past, uh, deserved a well-researched, um, uh, well, well-thought-out book about his life and career. Um and, you know, when I decided to do this book, it was just around what he was doing with South Sydney in 21 when they made the grand final. And I, uh, I pitched it to him and said, look, uh, I'm going to write this book. He said, well, how can you write a book without someone's permission? I said, look, I don't need to, but it's not going to be a hatchet job. It's going to be raw and honest. But, you know, I think you're the best uh, story rugby league's ever had in, in many ways. So I want to, I think that needs to be honoured and, and explored in a, in a proper book and, uh, I just wanted you to be the first to know. You know what the rugby league uh, grapevine's like, Dobbo. I wanted yeah. him to hear it from me first because news spreads pretty quickly. And he he went quiet. He loves the big pregnant pause, <laughs> and he puts you 
he makes you sweat for a little bit and he said, look, if that's the case, then I'll, I'll give you what you need and uh, I'll be open to, to whatever you want to know. So he, he was great, Wayne. He didn't stand in anyone's way uh, when, when I wanted to talk to them. It's pretty raw. It's pretty gritty. But I think it's also it's very fair and balanced and uh, I'm pretty happy with what I've come up with. Don't Die With The Music In You is actually one of my favourite books. It's from a very long time ago by Wayne Bennett. It still sits in my shelf. It's gone through all the reshuffles. It still makes it every time mm. on my bookshelf. So I love books about Wayne Bennett or anything that he's written. Uh, Andrew, how hard was it and how nervous were you to interview Wayne Bennett and how much time did you get to have with him? Because he is notoriously very short on words. He gave Liam one-word oh. answers when he tried to interview <laughs> him. Did he give you much time to be able to write a lot of content? I have been on the other side of that uh, those <laughs> icy one-word answers many times before. He was great. I've got to say, Liesl, he, the way that he opened up was was surprising. Um, I think he just wanted to get it right. He just wanted to have his say. Um, and if he was going to do it, then if I was going to do it, then he wanted to get his side of the story across. Um, I spent so many, oh, I spent a few hours up at his farm near Warwick for the first major interviews. For, that went for about three or four hours. But then we chatted on the phone for many, many, many hours on and off the record um, there was a few tears from both of us. It was a, a fairly, I think, cathartic experience for for Bennett. Uh, but yeah, he he, I, he was he's one of many voices in the book, but he's the strongest voice because it's about him. But he, he 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 was an open book, no pun intended. Well, the first chapter, Webby, and I've I've got a is Wayne aware that you've given people a map to his house because Brisneyland, the very first chapter of the book. You, you you write beautifully about your journey out to the farm, and I reckon I could find it based on the directions. <laughs> no, I made it vague at the end. Oh, okay. yeah. I think. I know where it is. Don't tell me that. <laughs> it's called it Warwick. It's not at Warwick. Hey, I didn't Webby. say. It's not. Yeah, I didn't say exactly where it was. <laughs> oh, I'm going to give it a crack. I reckon I can take this book and find it. Well, I think you should go and knock on his door because he just loves. <laughs> he has yeah, he's he's taking some with, scones. He's not good with Rollins. <laughs> hey, Webby. Obviously. There is no question he's the best coach of all time. Um, And statistically, that speaks for itself. We were at the Dolphins the other night and Terry Reader came out and said, oh, look, he he coached his 900th game. Well, actually, in fact, it's it's well into the thousands. 1,100, yeah. 1,100. But the biggest issue, and, and and it's to talk about, is the breakdown of his marriage. And it was, I suppose, something that has been speculated and there's been plenty of commentary about, but... It was. It's an amazing part of this book because it's actually all for there. Trish, his ex-wife, who is just, she is a beautiful soul, like a wonderful woman. She speaks, obviously, Dale, his new partner, and, and also Wayne's children uh, in Beth. They all contribute to this book. So yeah. it, it, it must have been, that part of it must have been difficult navigating through that because a breakup's never easy, and especially when this one was played out so much in the media. I found it really hard, Dobbo, to be honest, about what I was going to do with that part of it. Um, and I said to Wayne, I said to his family, and I said to Dale as well, look, I've got no interest in picking through all the gossipy details of, of what happened uh, with, with the, you know, in their, with their relationships. I don't think there's any... Um, I, don't, I don't think there's any real need for the reader to hear, or, hear all that. And look, I heard and, and was told many different things about everything to do with the Bennetts and I, I I like to think I showed a lot of restraint in what I what I used. For mine I found the whole thing interesting both at the time and when I was writing the book, just about how the rugby league community and the wider public reacted to it 
it was like there was it was almost like he'd he'd uh, he was the devil, yeah. and I I just think you know human beings are a little bit more complex than that. You know, the heart wants what the heart wants and no one can really understand or appreciate the pressure that having two disabled children can have on a marriage. Um, I just, as I said, I, I, I trod very carefully around it, but I couldn't ignore it. And I know Wayne didn't want me to go into it, but I, I, as I explained to him, I can't talk about the other areas of his personal life, his, uh, you know, his upbringing uh, with an alcoholic father who left the family when he was 12 and, and the pressure on, um, on 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 him and Trish uh, raising two disabled children with Catherine and and Justin, I can't I can't write about that and then just ignore the fact that he you know former Queensland Father of the Year left his left his wife for another woman. Um, it, it happened. It was it was news. It was history. But I like to think I've handled that in a in a sensitive way. Andrew, I know books take a long time to come out and you work on them for many years sometimes, sometimes 18 months. Did you get an opportunity to be a part of the Dolphins when it was starting 18 months ago and being part of the inaugural year? Did you get to see an insight into that at all? I did. That's that's the uh, the epilogue, Liesl. It's um, sort of the nice, perfect... I was I was basically on the Dragon's Man for, for my <laughs> sins. Um, but I, I found myself cheering the Dolphins and watching them intently this season. And I think what he did this year with the Dolphins was almost as good as anything he's done with all his premiership winning teams because of just how he was written off and just his longevity. Like, I mean, he, he, the last year was the first year in about 50 that he's had off and people were writing him off and thought they wouldn't win a game, thought they'd get the wooden spoon. And he sort of defied all that and, and just showed that all those principles that he has instilled in his teams as a coach over the last 50 years still ring true today. And I, I just found what what he's done, what he did with uh, the Dolphins this year was was remarkable. And there's it's funny, there's been talk down here about him leaving early and going to South Sydney next year. And I remember when I called him and t- put that on him and I said, what do you think of that rumour? And he laughed and he said, why would I, why would I leave now when all the, the good work of this year is, you know, going to come to fruition next year? So crazy. Um, yeah. It's, it's, um, He's a remarkable man and a remarkable coach. Well, the book is called The Wolf You Feed. It could have been called The Dolphin King, but I think your title's better. <laughs> the Wolf You Feed by Andrew Webster, a raw and unfiltered look at the life and times of the greatest coach rugby league and maybe Australian sport has ever seen, Wayne Bennett. It is out now. Go and grab it. It is an enthralling read. Andrew Webster, congratulations on the book. Thanks, guys. Cheers, mate. Webby, that was great, mate. Thanks, Webby. Thank you so much.